listening to The Terrific Teacherpreneur, a podcast for teachers looking to grow a successful online business. Your host, Alex, was able to transform her Teachers Pay Teachers store from a small side hustle into a profitable full-time business. She now helps other teachers do the same. Listen along for actionable tips and helpful wisdom about business and marketing as a teacherpreneur. Here's your host, Alex. Hello and welcome to the Terrific Teacherpreneur podcast. Alex here, your host, and we are on part three of my little product creation mini series. Definitely check out the previous two episodes if you haven't already. I talked about the generating product ideas and the early stages of creation, but this episode I really want to talk about the actual creation part and the kind of finalizing and proofing and preparing bit that gets it TPT ready essentially. Now, I will acknowledge that one of my previous episodes is a must listen if you haven't already. Episode 59, it's called What is a Quality TPT Product Anyway? It's one of my hands down favorite episodes that I ever recorded because I feel like it had literally the most value. It was just so amazing listing all of these things that make a quality TPT product because we're often asking ourselves, well, people say make a quality product, but what does that look like? What is a good product? So that episode is a must listen. If you haven't, please go and check it out. But I am going to sort of summarize and reiterate some of the things I mentioned in that episode because it is relevant to this episode. So in the last two parts of the series, we talked about picking the idea of your product, getting it ready, you know, planning it out, getting your clip art and stuff. But in this episode, I want to talk about the actual product creation process of what a quality product looks like, what things you need to include, what you should be doing. And then at the end, once you've kind of made the actual activities, how you get it so that it's TPT ready. And there obviously are quite a few steps to go there. But let's first talk about making sure that the product itself is high quality and all the things you need to do as you're creating it. So we want to create professional looking products that have really great value to our customers. We don't want to just throw things together, make things any old teacher could whip up. It needs to be really, really great. The first things you want to just be double checking as you're in the throes of product creation, ensuring that you aren't violating any copyright or trademark. That's an absolute must. And as you're creating as well, it's really important to be mindful that you're being culturally sensitive. So the content of your product is going to be okay on the TPT marketplace. Now, this is probably something you should be thinking about before you actually start creating. But as you're making it, just keeping those things in mind and definitely something that could be checked at the end by someone else. Another set of eyes is always good. But those are like the basics. Now, when it actually comes to creating a product, here are some of my tips when it comes to making it look good. These are some of the things I did talk about in that previous episode. But we really want to make sure that it is laid out correctly, that there is that attention to detail and graphic design wise, it's, it's polished and professional, you know, the font sizes and the fonts are legible. It's got clean borders. It's not got poor quality clip art that's like stretched or blurry, you know, it's really busy. It's got quality clip art and it looks visually appealing and it's consistent as you go through the pages as well. It doesn't jump around or whatever like that. Everything's kind of in the right place. And then once your product is obviously you know, visually appealing, that's something to keep in mind. You want to make sure that your product is really aligning well to student needs. We don't want products that have a lack of differentiation. You know, they don't have any space for the kids to do it. They're writing or it's hard for them to cut out. Product is hard for them to decipher with the fonts or it's a bit too boring. It sort of lacks rigor. 
you want to make sure that it's really the best thing for the actual students that are going to complete it. So definitely considering that. And then also you want to make sure that the product is ideal for the actual teacher or the buyer, your ideal buyer. So making sure that that product is standards aligned, you know, it's not just like busy work, but it's really useful to the topic being taught. Thoroughly researched, is it something that teachers really need? You know, you don't want things that are like really kind of pretty but ineffective or it's just one type of activity or it's kind of a low page count. It's very small. You want something that's really helpful to this person's teaching practice, you know, really game changer for them. So those are the kind of things that I did talk about in that previous episode that are really important for teacher needs, student needs, and just to keep things, you know, looking great. But now let's talk about kind of the wrapping up of the product. So say you've actually made your activities, your student activities, and you have tried to make sure that they are great for students and great for the teachers and they visually look appealing. But there are these kind of extra things that you add that have value to the teachers and the students and and make your product a little bit more TPT ready. And so here are some of the things that you might add. Now, we're not talking about credit pages. We already mentioned that in the last episode where you have a cover and a credit page and all that sort of TPT seller kind of stuff that we need to add in. But this is the stuff you're adding in for the buyer. And so if you're wondering what I mean, I'm talking about things like a table of contents where you really break down what's included in the resource. That might be something once you finish making all the activities, this is your next step. You start putting in the stuff that's going to be helpful for the buyer. I guess we could categorize this section as helping them use the resource. You know, you've done the bit where you're making essentially the core content of the resource, the student activities. This is the bit where you make the teacher's life easier helping them use the resource, how they can use it. So table of contents is great to keep things organized. The other thing you might add is some background information, some teacher instructions. You might actually also add student instructions, you know, pages with pictures or visuals or steps to tell kids how to create a craft or whatever. And then you might also add things like answer keys. That's probably kind of a non-negotiable, especially with math resources. Again, this is this is the sort of stuff you might do at the end. Once you've polished off and created the actual content, this is where you're kind of finalizing the product and making sure that's the best thing for the teachers. The other thing you might be adding is the sort of extra stuff. Are you going to make it a color version or a black and white version? Are you going to make the entire thing digital? Are you going to differentiate? Like Once you've made the worksheet, are you now going to copy and paste it and then tweak it? Those are all kind of things you might do more towards the end of the product. Now, once that's all done, you know, the actual content is created, you've added all the stuff for teachers, instructions and contents and answer keys and all that kind of stuff. You're feeling like you're getting so close to the finish line now, like this is so pretty much done. I have like actually made the product. It's all there. Unfortunately, it's not done in the eyes of TPT because in order to get it truly TPT ready, it needs to be as close as it can be to perfect in the sense that it it can't be riddled with errors. So the final stage before we start, you know, really wrapping up and closing down this document is it needs to be thoroughly proofed and edited. It's something we expect our students to do. So we certainly need to do it as well. You do have two options. You can either do this yourself reluctantly, or you could hire it out. If you are a seasoned seller listening and you've always hated this part, this is your sign. There's some virtual assistant out there that would love to do this for you. So certainly go and hire that out. But you do need to thoroughly read through everything you've done. And my tip for this area is to not do it all in one sitting after your creation process. I would close down your laptop and walk away 
whether that's for 10 minutes or an hour or a day or a week, whatever, take that time away from the product to decompress and take a true break so that when you do come back to the proofing, you are in no way rushing the proofing because this is something that is really, really crucial to the product success. And you don't want to be like, oh, I just want to get this uploaded. And you start kind of rushing this process because you want to get it done and out of the way. And then you miss something. Now, the reason I say that this is really crucial is that, you know, our worst fear as sellers a lot of the time is that we're going to log on to our app or open our email and we're going to see that frightening notification that we got like a one or a two star review. We don't want that to be because of something tiny like a little typo or a sum that was added incorrectly. So if we can avoid a bad review by doing a thorough check, that's always the way to go. So I strongly recommend, like I said, taking a break and then coming back or hiring it out and coming back with a fresh set of eyes and dedicating a certain time in your day or your work schedule or your process where you prioritize this proofing and you sit there and you really closely read through everything to make sure that your resource doesn't have grammar errors, spelling errors, typos, or factual mistakes. And if it's like a math resource or whatever, that it doesn't have anything that adds up incorrectly. This is something you really want to keep an eye on. And once that's done, like the proofing side of things is done and you feel like, hey, it's looking good. There is another type of proofing you can do. That was very much a self-check. And so let's thinking things in terms of how we get our students to check their work. The other thing to do is a peer check. So you could in theory get another seller, another teacher, or a family member or friend, uh, someone else, anyone else that could do like a second check. So you might not catch that typo. Even if you have put all your time and energy into really closely reading it, someone else might be able to catch an error. So you could always do that as like a peer check as a, as a next step. The final thing as well is to actually do like a student check. And this might look like printing the resource out, you know, checking that it prints well and it all looks good. And that's a check in itself, honestly. But actually like getting your own kids or your own students, whatever, to have a try at the activity because there's so many times I've printed something out and I started looking at it and then I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm so glad I caught that error and I didn't see it on my computer screen, but I can see it now it's printed out. So that is always a really good thing to do. Getting it to be looked at in physical form, I think can be really powerful. So this might be the time where you actually do product photography. That's something that I do. You think something you might do after the product's completely finished, but I kind of do it at this point because I know that I could print something out, start coloring in, find an error, and then I need to go back and fix it. And I want to do that before I've flattened and secured and stuff like that. So I do sometimes do product photography at this point, and that's a really great step. You could print a few pages out, start coloring and prepping them, and that isn't also a proof in itself. And then the final, final step in the product creation journey that I feel is the flattening and securing of your document. If you are a very seasoned seller, I'm sure you already know how to flatten and secure. So this is just your reminder. But if you are someone that's a little bit newer and you're not really sure what that means, you just need to make sure that your work is secure so that buyers or other teachers can't edit all your work or try to claim it as their own or on sell it or anything like that. So it's really important to have the work be flattened so that it's protecting the clip art, which we know is part of clip artists' terms of use. We don't want to violate that. So it needs to be flattened. People can't lift and steal the clip art and move things around. But securing it as well with like a password is is really good too. If you're a newer seller listening, thinking, oh my goodness, this is all stressing me out. I don't know anything about that. I highly recommend purchasing Flatpak from TPT. Just search on TPT for that. It is an amazing program with a click of a button. You can have all of that done. No headache. So definitely something to 
Keep in mind, if you are feeling overwhelmed by anything I've mentioned in this episode, but specifically that flattening and securing stuff, don't be shy about popping into the Terrific Teacherpreneur Facebook group and asking a clarifying question. We are there to help. Now, I want to wrap this episode up. I wanted to keep this episode another nice, short, sweet episode for you. But just to summarize, we want to make sure that our content, the actual activities for students and the product itself is high quality by doing all things I've listed in this episode and that I listed in the previous episode 59. Be sure to check that out. There are a lot of things to keep in mind when it comes to quality products, but we want them to be visually appealing and really beneficial to students and teachers. And then obviously we want to make sure we've added all those things that are helping teachers and buyers use the resource, whether that's answer keys or instruction pages or whatever, making sure you've added all that, making sure also that you proof and edit and really thoroughly check your work the best you can. And then finally, flattening and securing. So that's the kind of process that I go through with product creation. I know that many other sellers do too. I hope that you found that helpful, especially if you're a newer seller and you wanted to know the kind of process, the step-by-step. But even as a seasoned seller, you might be listening and you know some of this stuff, but it's sometimes good to have a little reminder of the things that you might not be doing. So back when I was listing things about how to use the resource, table of contents, instruction pages, examples, answer keys, color versions, differentiation, blah, 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 that section If you're in a seasoned seller listening, that is the area to ask yourself, have I truly done all of those things? And have I done them on all my products? Because honestly, full disclosure, I will answer myself. I've got 400 products in my store and I can tell you right now, there are a lot of products in my store that do not have all of those things. And that's something I need to go and update and edit and work on. So that's a little reminder for you, even if you've been doing this a while, go back and look at those old products and ensure that they have all that stuff because it really is quite crucial. Now, I really hope that you have enjoyed this little mini series on product creation. Like I said last episode, it's always nice if you leave a review on the podcast, but you can also mention in the Facebook group, let me know there if you enjoyed this little series and you found it helpful. That always means a lot. And you could certainly let me know if you have any requests for future little mini series you would like me to make on any other topic. I wish you the best of luck with any of your future product creation, and I hope you have a terrific day. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Terrific Teacherpreneur. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and review on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate that effort. Come back for more actionable tips and helpful wisdom in the next episode with your host, Alex. Until then.